0: Hey podcast people, how's it going? Azrin the Language Nerd here, I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds. We teach a wide variety of foreign languages to people of all ages and all degrees of fluency. Now, I wanted to talk about group classes today. And more specifically, I wanted to talk about a couple of problems that I have with taking group classes to learn another language. Now, I should probably say this before we, before we start, I don't think that taking group classes is necessarily a bad idea. In fact, I take lots of group classes when learning languages, but there are some inherent flaws. There are some inherent problems that you have to be aware of before taking group classes so that you can take group classes and actually learn something from them. If you don't, if you're not aware of some of the inherent flaws with group classes, you're going to take a whole bunch and not learn a whole lot. Now, the first inherent with group classes is that the pace of the class usually isn't right for you. Because a group class has other students in it, it's impossible for the teacher to tailor the experience to move at the right pace for every single student. As a result, what will happen is when you take a group class, often the class will move at a pace that is too slow and often the class will move at a pace that is too fast. For example, I remember I took a cl- I've taken many Mandarin classes in recent history that were group classes that had anywhere between, let's say, 10 to 20 people in them. And the pace would be really slow because the textbook we were using, the teacher's teaching style, those things were targeted towards people that were a little bit less advanced than me. So I would go to classes and I felt bored and I was disengaged from the class. So this was this is something that happens to a lot of language learners. In fact, it happened to about 10 to 15 people today, uh, maybe 15, not even 10 to 15, 15 people today. I was teaching a class today, a group class, a large group class, in fact, with about 40 to 50 people in it. It's part of a two-week French boot camp that I'm running. It's a two-week boot camp that has uh, that is targeted towards beginner to upper beginner French learners. By the way, if you want to join it, send me a message. It's a, a pay-by-donation, so you pay whatever you can afford. If you can afford zero dollars, that's okay, too. I'm not going to ask any questions or anything like that. So you're welcome to attend. So today, for example, there were, there were about 15 people out of 40 to 50 that immediately just said right off the bat, like, this, was, this class was too slow for me. So this happens. The other thing that can happen with the pace is sometimes it's too fast. I remember when I was in China in 2016 or 2015, I was taking this one group class and everyone was way more advanced than me. Everyone was more advanced than me. And it was hard. It was m- much too fast for my for my level. Another example was when I was in my first year of university, I went into my Spanish class and the Spanish class I went into was really easy. So, so the professor told me to take a placement test I took the placement test. I was placed into a certain class that wasn't offered at that semester. So therefore they put me in the next class and I was so far behind everyone. Everyone was so far ahead of me. They were way more advanced than I was. I was probably something like an A one and a half, maybe an A two. They were all B one, B 1.25. So they were well ahead of me. So that was another class that was much too fast for my level. Okay, much too challenging for my level. So this is this happens more often than not where the pace is not perfect, either too fast or too slow. When the pace of the class is not right, it negatively impacts your learning. If the pace is too slow, while well, you're bored, so you're not learning anything new and you're and you're progressing so slowly, you're progressing at a snail's pace. When the pace is too fast, you can't keep up. You can't keep up. And when you can't keep up with something and it's too hard, you don't learn anything. It's like if I put you in a rocket science class today when you barely know basic chemistry. You can't learn anything from a rocket science class, it's just too advanced. Or if you try to teach a four-year-old long division, they just can't do it. They're four. They barely know what a number is. They can barely count. How do you teach them long division? See, if it's too fast, it's hard to pull something of value out of it. It's harder. Does that make sense? So pacing is a problem. And it's rare to find a class that moves exactly at the pace that you would need when you take a group class. This is a problem. The second problem with group classes is that because there are there are other people in the class, you don't get, you don't learn, what's the word? You don't progress a lot for the time that you put into the class. Meaning, if you attend a class once a week or twice a week, let's say once a week. And it's a one hour, 15 minute class. There's eight people in the class. You are sharing your one hour, 15 minutes with eight people. So it's like, what is that? 75, what is that? 75 minutes, 75 minutes divided by eight. What is that? 75 divided by eight's gotta be like, what, nine, 10? Nine or 10 minutes. So of your 75 minute class, you are progressing roughly 10 minutes, you are doing roughly 10 minutes of progress in a 75-minute class. That's not a perfect analogy, to be fair, because you might still be learning things in the other minutes of the class. Um, And it's, and you are, you're learning more than just 10 minutes of doing a private class, for example. Like, 10 minutes of a private class is not equivalent to 75 minutes of a group class, for instance, generally speaking. But that is one way to think of it that you are sharing your time with others in the class. So in a 75-minute class, you don't make 75 minutes of progress. You make maybe a quarter of that or half of that. So instead of taking a 75-minute private class, you might actually benefit more by taking a 30 to 45-minute private class instead. The group class, you 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 get less out of it for the time that you put in. In a private class, you would take out so much more. So it's important to realize that in group classes, you're not, you don't make 75 minutes of progress in a 75 minute minute class. You make maybe 30 minutes of progress in a 75 minute class, something like that. So it's important for you to realize that going into it. So if you've taken, let's say four group classes that were courses where you took, maybe it was a weekly class, evening class, night class, two hours a week, and you took four of them over a one year window. Let's say it was, um, three months per, three months per class, you took four classes, one year of classes, while you've basically only done about three to six months of actual study. Even though you've put in a year, you've only gotten three to six months of learning out of that year. That's very important to realize. Now, it might even be less than that, because you might have had some bad teachers in the mix, which happens, or teachers that didn't match your learning style, or maybe you took the classes, but then you actually took less away, because remember, in a class, you in a 75 minute class, you make 30 minutes of progress, but that's if the pace is at the right pace. If the pace was too slow, well in a 75 minute class, you might've only made 15 minutes of progress. If the pace was too fast, in 75 minutes, you might've absorbed absolutely nothing because you were so busy just writing notes and you actually learned nothing. So all of a sudden in 75 minutes, you made four minutes of progress or five minutes of progress in 75 minutes of your time. So it's important to be aware of that. So then, when you you think of these things, this begs the question, well, should you take group classes? And my opinion is, it depends. I take lots of group classes, but I take group classes and I make sure I'm taking it in a strategic way. I think about how I'm learning a language, how how I've learned it so far, what I'm planning to do in the future, my current level, the level of the class, I get very introspective, and I take classes in a way that's going to benefit me. Unfortunately, there is not a one, there's, unfortunately, there's not one single way I choose to approach group classes. There's actually quite a variety depending on my situation, but let me walk you through a few of them. Sometimes I've taken group classes (coughs) that I knew in advance were going to be hard for me. I knew in advance that is going to be challenging. So, and the reason I did is because I knew if I signed up for a class, it's gonna be too hard for me. It's gonna force me to do lots of study before I start the class. It gives me an extra motivation. Well, here's another example. I've taken classes that I knew were below my level, but I took them at a university on purpose because by taking it at a university, it forces me to go to class because I don't wanna fail and get an F on my transcript and not be able to progress in the university levels. And therefore I must go to class. And even if I only take away 10 minutes of learning in a 60 minute class, well, university classes are three days a week. That's 30 minutes of learning per week. And 30 minutes a week is better than zero a week. And I take those classes at a time when I know I'll be busy with work. And I and, and that 30 minutes a week in three hours of time is gonna be worth it for me, right? Another example, I've done this before, where I know the class is too slow. So in the class, I don't, I actually don't pay attention to the teacher very much. I'm working on future chapters in my textbook while I'm in that class. And 25% of my attention is listening to the teacher, because sometimes the teacher says something that's not in the textbook, so I can learn something that was not in my textbook that actually was new. So I take a couple little tidbits from the teacher in the one-hour class, but then I'm just reading the textbook on chapter 4 instead of chapter 1, which is what we're doing in the class. So I'm working ahead in the textbook, if that makes sense. So that's something else I've done. I've done it. I've done lots of things in the past. Um, I remember real. I got really creative in my first year of university. I had a deal with my professor. <clears throat> I took this class. And <clears throat> this class was a bit advanced for me. Actually quite advanced for me, to be honest. And in our university classes we had these three classes a week and then we had a lab a lab was like an additional class taught by another teacher that we had to go to in the week it was really four days a week three days a week with the main professor once a week with the ta a teaching assistant and i had this deal with my professor i was like hey can i not go to my labs but instead i go to the spanish center which was a casual practice room but i go there like five hours a week instead of like, is that a fair trade? Could we do that? I did that because I knew that it was better for me to, to, to go to the Spanish center for five hours a week. And I knew I was like, hey, I'll do more work. Cause I don't want you to think I'm copping out on this class I'm skipping, right? I, I want you to know I'm still working on Spanish. And I made a deal with him where I never went to my labs. I skipped every single one of them, like all of them. And I would go, I think it was like three to five hours a week to the Spanish center and I would go there instead. So what did I do? I took the class, right? I took a class at the university because the university offered, well, I was doing a degree at the time, but but I knew the university offered additional supports for students and I used the, I took the class, but I, I learned more from the additional supports than I did from the actual class itself. So that's like saying, can I give you another example? Like I took, a, what's a good example here? Um, have I done this before let me think um yeah so like I took a group class in China and I learned a little bit in the class not to say I didn't but but I would learn oh yeah this is I got a good example when I was in China I took this group class with a pretty friendly teacher and the class was structured in such a way where there were breaks there's a break in the class so I would get to class right and there's a break in the in in halfway at the halfway point point. I would learn more during break time than i would in class because in break time the teacher would just sit there and i would we just sit there so i would just start talking to the teacher so in that 15 minute break i would take the class and i would go to class only for the 15 minute break so in a one i think it was like a two hour class in the two hour class right out of the two hour class i'd probably get 30 minutes of learning in the two hour class but then in the 15 minutes break i would do probably 15 i would get 15 minutes of actual learning So in a two-hour class, I'd get 45 minutes of learning, which in my books was pretty darn good, especially when I showed up half an hour late to class every day. So I'd really be there for an hour and a half, right? Which made me behind, and because I was behind, I had to study really fast to catch up. So I was really focused to try and catch up. So in the hour and a half that I was there, of the two-hour class, I would actually get 45 minutes of learning in a a one-and-a-half-hour class plus my 15 minutes of true learning during break time where I talk to the teacher. So I was getting an hour of learning within an hour and a half class. That's amazing in a group class environment. You never get an hour of learning in a a one-and-a-half-hour group class. That just doesn't happen. So if you're strategic about it, and you you approach it the right way for you and you personalize the experience for you, a group class can be amazing, but you have to personalize it for you, otherwise the group class is not going to be the best. So in order to personalize it, you have to have a certain level of introspection, a certain level of experience with language learning. So as a general whole, if I had to make a generalized statement for, for language learners as a whole, a group class is not one of the most effective ways to learn unless you're personalizing the experience for you. That's a more generalized statement. Might be a great way to start cuz you want to dip your toe in the water, you want to get started in a safe environment, but ultimately in the long term, it's not going to be a very it's not going to be the it's not going to be a strategy that gives you a high likelihood of achieving a high level of fluency. It's one strategy that you might have in the mix of strategies you use, but it's not going to be the be-all and end-all. Which, by the way, for other strategies is not necessarily the case. Private classes, for example, actually give you a pretty darn good shot at progressing towards a high level of fluency. Now, you can't only take a weekly private class. I mean, you could, but the progress is slow. But taking private classes does give you a much better shot of achieving a high level of fluency than a group class, for example. Or here's another example, doing an immersive trip in another country gives you a much better shot at fluency than a group class. Or for example, there certain, following certain language methodologies give you a much better shot of achieving fluency than a group class alone would. So the value of a group class is lower than the value of other methodologies to learn a language. Anyway, I hope that made sense. I mean, I was sort of blabbering a little bit, I think, but hopefully you're able to pull something out from that. Um, thank you for your attention. I appreciate it as always. And um, and um, yeah, we'll chat later. Bye-bye.